Good morning. It's good to have each of you with us today. We're going to be in the book of Psalms, chapter 37. We've just sang two songs this morning about walking, about steps. Each step I take and one step at a time. And we're going to talk about that expression, a step with the Lord, this morning, coming from the book of Psalms. So good to have each of you with us today. This is a good day. It's a good day because it's Sunday, the best day of the week. And this is the best place you can be. And you're doing the best thing that you can do. And that's praising your Lord and your Savior who loves you so much. It's good to be with us today. What a beautiful, beautiful fall morning the Lord has given us. We're delighted you could be with us. In the classic story of Alice in Wonderland, Alice asked the Chelsour cat, please tell me which way I ought to go from here. Directions. Which way should I go? And the cat replied, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to. And that's true in life. How do I get, how do, which way should I go? Well, where do you want to go? And Alice replies, I don't much care. And then the cat replied, then it doesn't matter which way you go. When we talk about walking with God, we talk about direction, we talk about steps. It's based upon, first of all, knowing I want to go somewhere. Where am I headed that will determine the steps that you take. This past week, the whole nation was fixated upon a storm in Florida. The path of that storm meant so much. A little bit this way, a little bit that way, and it would affect a lot of people. And so we understand the importance of direction and of following. And throughout this year, we've been talking about this theme of ours, I am His. The idea that we're walking with God. He belongs to us, and we belong to Him. And so in our Bibles, one of the key expressions, one of the key themes we find in the Bible is the idea of walking. And the idea of walking implies movement, number one, and number two implies a direction. Let's go for a walk. Well, where? Which direction are we going? <clears throat> and so we find examples like in the book of Genesis that Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. The book of Proverbs tells us if you walk with a wise man... You will be wise. A righteous man walks in his integrity. A lesson we had a few weeks ago. New Testament tells us we walk by faith and not by sight. Walk in a manner worthy of the calling, the Ephesians were told. We are told that we are to walk in love. And we are to walk in the light. All those expressions, again, involving direction and movement. The idea of each step I take. The idea of one step at a time, dear Savior. You don't walk the whole lifetime, you take one step. You don't answer all the questions, you take one step. When a person says, I can't go on, you need to take that one step with the Lord. And so, where you want to go depends upon the direction that you're headed. And so our study takes us to the book of Psalms today, Psalms chapter 37 and verse 23. It says, the steps of a man are established by the Lord. And the King James Version, which I really like here, says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I've had this passage on my mind a lot recently as we think about some good men, some good people, some good saints that have gone through that door of death and how important their walk has been with God. You know, the word good is overused. I mean, everything is good. Good morning. Good night. Good day, good food, good movie, 
good book, good this, good that, a good time. Even Charlie Brown says good grief. Everything's taught good. But when you look in your Bibles, it is interesting. Only very few people were called good. Now, it doesn't mean that those who were not called good weren't good. It's just that God didn't use that word. None of the apostles were called good. Now, it doesn't mean they were bad. They were just never called good. And so when we look at that list, when did God call somebody good? It's a fascinating list. Jesus was called the good teacher by the young man who wanted to inherit eternal life. What must I do, he says, good teacher, to inherit eternal life? Joseph of Arimathea, who took the body of Jesus off the cross and buried him, was described as a good and righteous man. In the parable of the talents, the man who had five talents and two talents was called good and faithful servant or slave. They did what the master wanted them to do. And then Barnabas, in the book of Acts, is referred to as one who was good. He is a good man, the Bible says. So now if you get your Bibles, let's turn over to the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 37. And let's read the first nine verses. And then we're going to talk about the, the, the context here, and then we'll jump to our passage this morning. Psalms chapter 37, let's begin with verse 1. It says, Do not fret because of evildoers. Do not be envious of wrongdoers. For they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as a light and your judgment as a noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries about the wicked schemes. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only leads to evil doing. For evildoers will be cut off. For those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. And we begin by noticing he talks about contrast here. A contrast is being made between the righteous and the unrighteous. And what he says here is, don't be bothered by wicked people. Three times he uses the word fret. The idea of fret there simply is the idea of being steamed up, heated up, worked up, bothered. Don't be bothered by, quit looking at them and look at Jesus. That's the idea here. And the reasons are given is, number one, the wicked simply will not last. He says in verse 2, they're going to wither quickly. He says also in verse 2, they will fade away. He says in verse 9, they'll be cut off. He says in verse 13, the Lord lasts because he sees what's coming. He says in verse 20, the wicked will perish. Paul would say in the book of Galatians, do not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that's he, what he will reap. But then the other thing he tells us is that the righteous man will be sustained. He says that in verse 17 of this chapter. He says, for the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord sustains the righteous. They will inherit the land, he says in verse 9. Their inheritance will be forever. Now, having said that, let's jump to our section this morning in verse 23 through 26. Psalms 37, begin verse 23. The steps of a man, or the steps of a good man, as King James Version says, the steps of a good man are established by the Lord. And he delights in his way. 
and he falls, he will not be hurled headlong because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. I've seen the young and now I'm old. He says, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread. All day long he's gracious and lends and his descendants are a blessing. He begins by understanding that there's a principle here. And the principle is the steps of the the steps of a good man, the steps of a righteous man, they're established, they're ordered, they're declared, they're laid out by the Lord. This is the steps you take, he says. So this is not something left for them to find. They know because God has laid these things out for them. We sang so many songs, such as the way of the cross leads home, footprints of Jesus. Where he goes, I will follow. Take your Bibles, if you will, and go with me to the book of Matthew. Notice this little common expression we find throughout the book of Matthew. It begins in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 19. Matthew 4 and verse 19. Verse 18, he's in Galilee by the sea. He saw the brother Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen, and he said to them, follow me. Follow me. He didn't say, get to heaven. Now, figure that out. Good luck, boys. Follow me. The steps of a good man are established. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Stay in Matthew. Look at chapter 8, if you will. Matthew chapter 8. Look at verse 22. Here is a series of excuses people were going, going through. It would say in verse 19, a certain scribe came to him and says, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus says in verse 20, The foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, permit me first to bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me and allow the dead to bury their own dead. Again, this very idea of the steps being ordered or established by the Lord. In chapter 16 of Matthew, again, following the same look and same vein of thought here. Matthew 16, and in verse 19, Jesus would say again, say these words there. He would say, I will give you the keys of the kingdom, he says. Whatever you bind on earth shall have, been, shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall have been loose in heaven. Implying that he wanted people to come and follow him. Then in verse 24, Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. You see that? We live in a time today where everybody thinks there's thousands of ways to get to heaven. You've got to be unique. You don't want to follow this old book. You want to be original. You want to do what no one else is doing. We want to be a church that's doing what no other church is doing. That's the thought of the week today. That's the concept of the idea. But what we see in our scriptures are the steps are laid out. The steps are established. Follow me. Don't be ahead of me. Don't go a different direction than me. Follow me. Now the second thing we learn in this section here is we see a promise. A promise in Psalms 37 verse 24, even if this good man falls, the Lord promises to hold his hand. 
we get this image of the sinking Peter. Peter, of all the apostles, says, come, let me walk on the water with you. Now, we can talk about walking on water, and all of them could have said that would have been a great idea, but you know, it was only Peter. It was only Peter got his foot out of that boat and got it in the water. Now, John could have thought about that. Thomas could have talked about that. And they could have debated that. But only Peter put both feet into the water. And they saw the storm. It started to sink. Lord, save me. And Jesus reached out his hand and saved him. Or we can think about Mark chapter 5, where we have that little synagogue official's daughter who died. And Jesus goes to that home, taking her by the hand, he t- says, little girl, I say to you, arise, and she gets up. The promise here is the Lord will hold the hand of those who follow him. Now, again, the flavor of the month is today, I want to go my own way. I want to do my own thing, and I want to be unique. But when I fall, Jesus hold my hand. No. Now, I'm going to hold your hand if you follow me. I'm going to hold your hand if you're next to me. I'm going to hold your hand if you're near me. You're going to go your own way. You're going to do your own thing. You better call on somebody else to hold your hand because the Lord's over here. You see that? The steps of a righteous man, the steps of a good man are established. The third thing we see is a perspective. Look at verse 25. I remember preaching this when I first started preaching. Now... This passage is reality for me. He says, I've been young, now I'm old. Okay. Been there, he says, been there. But he says, what have I seen? What has life shown me? When I've been young, I didn't see this. When I was middle age, I didn't see this. Now I'm on the other end of the thing. We're in the fourth quarter. It's the ninth inning. My life is about over. And when I look back over my whole life, God has never forgotten the righteous. God has never forsaken them. There's never been a time, he says, I thought, well, where is God? He's left me alone. That doesn't happen. And what we see here is this perspective. We see a promise, and we see a principle. So when we go back to our verse, there are three things I want you to notice. The steps of a good man takes him down a path different from others. It takes him down a path where God is. We sing that hymn, He Leadeth Me. This is not the popular path. This is not the path where society decides what's right. You know, the poet Robert Frost says there's a road less traveled, and this is the idea here, is that he's going down the path that's already been determined by God what is right. God's already determined what pleases him. God's already determined what it takes to go to heaven. You don't have to discover that. You don't have to discover, well, I wonder if God likes this. I wonder if this will get me to heaven. God's already determined that. Follow me and you'll get there. But nobody wants to do that today. I want to just be the leader. I want to be the one who fought people follow me. I want to be original. And what we see over and over is the steps of a good man takes him down a different path than other people. In the book of 1 John, if you turn there with me, 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, again, John reminds us that the path of Jesus is oftentimes a different direction from the world. 
And John would tell us in verse 15 of 1 John chapter 2, Do not love the world nor the things in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but from the world. And the world, he says, verse 17, is passing away, and also its lust. But the one who does the will of God abides forever, following God. There's that concept once again. And so the steps of a good man takes him down a path that's different from others. Folks in your family, folks where you work, folks in the neighborhood, folks among your friends, they may say, well, you know what? You don't have to do all these things. You don't have to be that serious. Like a little boy who went to church Sunday morning, he's playing with his friends that afternoon, he's going back to church that night, and his little boy says, are you that bad? Well, no, it's not that I'm that bad, it's that God is that good. And that's what we need to do. Now, the second aspect here, these steps are absolute. They are set by the Lord. It is a sure way. It is a true way. It is experienced by the Lord. There's never been a better way than the ways of the Lord. We sometimes hear the expression that someone has learned some things by hard knocks. The school of hard knocks has taught me things. Well, it may have taught you some things, but it's not going to teach you what God wants you to know. Because you learn only these things from the Bible, and you get the insights from the Bible, and you get your observations from the Bible, and you get your lessons from the Bible. In Luke chapter 15, if you turn over there with me and look at verse 17, that prodigal, on his own, like so many people today, I went just away from my father, I went away from the rules, I went away from everything that's established, I want to do my own thing. He went out there, spent everything, he had nothing. In verse 16, and when he was longing to fill his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating, no one was giving anything to him, and when he came to his senses, why am I in this mess? Because it's the steps I took. And that's just the idea. One step here, one attitude here, one language here, one bad idea here, and farther and farther away from God we get. We have among a lot of folks today in our fellowship, especially younger folks, who always want to push the envelope. Why can't we do this? Even though it's not in the Bible, why can't we do this? And then another generation comes along, well, why can't we do this? I know it's not exactly in the Bible, but everyone else is doing that. And then someone else comes along, why can't we do this? And when you look at the, the beginning of the book of Judges, what happens is Joshua died. They were faithful to God. Another generation grew up who did not know God, and all of a sudden, here comes the idols. Another generation comes along, why can't we do this? And all of a sudden, look how far away we are from the word of God. How did we get this way? Step, step, step. Each step I take. And so we need to realize that the choices you make, the attitudes you manifest, the heart that you carry, either they're going to be in line with Jesus, or there's a step, and there's a step. Well, Brother Shouse, I really, I really don't think there's anything wrong with a Christian drinking alcohol. Can you show me a passage that says you will go to hell if you drink alcohol? No, I cannot. But I know one thing. Alcohol has never taken somebody to heaven. Alcohol has not made somebody pray better. Alcohol has not helped marriages. 
I know lots of people have had alcohol problems. I know a lot of marriages fell apart from alcohol. And it just takes one drink and then another drink. And pretty soon I'm a drunk and that is wrong. And look where I'm at. Look what happened. How did I get over here? It was a step you took. Why don't I have a problem with instrumental music? Why can't we just bring in a piano, have Miss Debbie, she's a good piano player, just play some music in here, and what would be so wrong with that? Well, you can't find that verse, Brother Shouse. There's no verse that says you cannot have a piano. That is right. But I do find them singing, and only singing. We've got a piano. Who likes piano music today? We want guitars. We want drums. We want a show. Well, how did we get so far away? It was the steps that I took. See what we're saying? Put in whatever the issue is. Well, I think they all legalize marijuana. Well, okay. If I legalize marijuana, might as well legalize crack. Might as well legalize this. How in the world did I get so far away from God? It's a step that I took. And so what we're looking at in this passage is the steps of a good man are established by God. They are absolute. God's saying, stay this course and you're going to get to heaven. But if you start deviating, you start adding things, you start saying, well, Lord, what about this path? What about this direction? Pretty soon, you're going to be very far away from this lifestyle, this heart that God wants you to have. And then the third thing, of course, it takes him home. It takes him home. And that's really the thought there in verse 27 of our context there. It says, depart from evil and do good, so you will abide forever. Forever is something that we don't really understand. Vacations do not last forever. Pets do not live forever. Movies do not last forever. Sermons, thankfully, do not last forever. They may seem like it, but they don't. Stoplights do not last forever. Sitting in traffic does not last forever. We use that phrase over and over. Man, it took forever to get me through that traffic. It took me forever, but it really didn't. But here is something. It's dwelling with God forever. And so the psalmist pulls out some of the characteristics of what this good man, the steps of a good man's like. Number one, the law of God is in his heart. This is how he's going to find these paths of God. This is how he's going to know the direction he should go because his heart is with God's word. The Lord will not leave him, it says in verse 33, because he has this relationship. He's following the Lord very closely. The Lord, verse 40, will deliver him. In the Old Testament, it probably meant from danger and trouble. In the New Testament, we think about from temptation and sin. The Lord delivers us. The Lord, all the way back at the beginning of the chapter, is to be trusted. What God says is right. The Lord is his delight, he says in verse 4. The Lord's way is committed to him. He follows these ways. And the Lord is to be waited on patiently. The steps of a good man are established by the Lord. And I say, if you follow what the Lord says, you will go to heaven. Wouldn't you like to know there's one thing you can do? If I do this, I know I can go to heaven. This is it. Following the steps of the Lord 
you'll go to heaven. Now, Satan's going to talk to you as you're on this journey. All kinds of things are going to jump out to get you off that path. There'll be people say, you don't have to do that. But you know God, and you trust God, and you believe in God. And you know that if I stay with the path God has given, the Lord is my shepherd, he leadeth me, he guides me. When I stay with Jesus, I know I'm heaven bound. As we've said recently, we need to face the direction that we're going. You know, there's a story told about old Enoch. He's one of our first verses we listed this morning. Back in Genesis chapter 5, it says, Enoch walked with God. And we know the story of Enoch, that Enoch was taken by God up to heaven. He never died. Story is told, I don't believe it's true, but I like the story, that Enoch and God were walking together one day. And it got to be very, very late in the, in the day. And God said to Enoch, you know what? It's a lot closer to my house than it is your house. Come on home with me. And I like that. And I like to think that that's what God's going to say to you and say to me. You've been walking with me all of your life. For decades you've been walking with me. You've read my word. You prayed to me. You followed me. And there's going to be a day when the Lord says, you know what? You're a lot closer to my house than your, your house. Just come on home where you belong. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That's something we need to hang on to. It's something that ought to help us. It's not a maze we're trying to figure out where, which way we should go. It's not confusing, saying, you know, I hear this, and I've read this, and somebody told me this, and all these things. Some people say it really doesn't matter. Some people say just have a good heart. Some people say just do good deeds. All these ideas. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And when I look down, I see those footprints of Jesus. And I follow those footprints. Sometimes those footprints went to some difficult places for Jesus. Sometimes people were pointing a finger at them and saying things. People would spit on Jesus. People would nail Jesus to the cross. But those footprints of Jesus eventually led all the way home. And that's where we need to be. And so that's a lesson for us. Just a simple thought, how important it is to stick with what God says, not to deviate, not to follow other ideas, but to understand this is what God wants us to do. Can you imagine, can you imagine how difficult the Lord would be to say, you know what, you're the one who sinned, not me, you're the one who got away from me, not me, so good luck, try to find me. And can you imagine what we would come up with these days? All kinds of weird ideas. But God knew we couldn't do it. So not only do you need to come back to me, I'm showing you how to do it. And when you do it, not only are you going to have the best life here, but it's going to take you where you need to be. And that's back in my presence. This morning, if you're not on that path, you need to do that. It begins with a step. If you've never been baptized in Jesus, we ask you to come forward to be baptized. Don't be, don't be embarrassed by this crowd. Everyone in here who's a Christian has been baptized. Think about your Savior on that cross before a crowd looking at him. So that's nothing. And maybe some of us have gotten off that step. Maybe some of us have been listening to other things and been hearing too many things, been, been led away by Satan, been led away by our friends, and saying, you know what, all this stuff really doesn't matter. Does it? What does God say?
the steps of a good man are established. If you're subject, won't you come as we stand, as we sing?